This is part four in our series for the church. We've been talking about how Christ loved the church and he gave himself for it. 2,000 years ago, he laid down his life. He died for the church. And the question is, is it the church that we have today? Is what he died for what we're participating in? There's a lot of examples of churches and ways to get it wrong, right? A lot of types of churches that Jesus didn't leave us. The the me-focused church, the consumer church, the health and wealth church. Churches based in political identity, the church of nostalgia, the church uh, that's a country club. There are many ways to get this wrong. We've been talking about how the church is not a building or an address. Church is a people, a people living in community with each other, living life together. So what are the uh, foundational aspects of a New Testament church that we cannot miss? We've been talking about these three irreducible uh, minimums of the group of people that we call the church. We talked about worship. We must worship together. That's sacrificially uh, giving of ourselves together. We talked about living in community. And we also talked today about living in mission together, on mission together. And we aim for the bullseye that's right in the middle. And that bullseye is where church happens. That bullseye is where the church lives, worshiping in community and serving together. And if we're even missing one of those things, we aren't involved in church. We can't just sit next to each other on a Sunday morning and say we are the church. The church is not the church if it's not worshiping together through sacrifice and surrender, valuing and treasuring God above all else. The church is not the church if it's not in a community of people loving one another and living life together. And the church is not the church if it's not engaged in the mission of God. Now, the wonderful thing about doing mission together is it's one of the most amazing ways to build community, right? Serving together. It's better to give than receive, and doing this together is what binds us together. If you've ever been on a missions trip, you can probably attest to the fact that you built a special bond with those people that you went and served with, that community of people. Mission builds community. And if you're not on mission with your church family, you've been here a while and you haven't participated in serving people together That may be the very reason that you're not in community with them, right? If you're not participating in the water walk or the world market or celebrate recovery or feeding the mission or the Super Bowl outreach or adopt a cabin uh, work party this this Saturday, children's ministry, student ministry, if you're not involved in serving, that might be the reason that you're struggling to have community within the church. When you look around and see the people that you, uh, you know, you see that they have this close relationship and you wish you had it, there's a good chance that that's because uh, that they have served together and they put in the time. They're not avoiding you. It's because they have built a close bond together by serving together. 
Soon we're going to have the dreaded sign-up sheets right back here in the back. But those aren't obligations. Those are opportunities for you to serve people and to become part of the community and to build relationships with each other, with your church family. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. God has given you gifts. God has given you strengths and opportunities to serve people, and we've got to use it. Galatians 5.13 says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. We say this all the time. Love God and love your neighbor. And what better ways to show your neighbor you love them than to fill needs and to serve them with no strings attached. Brian Sanders says this. He said, mission is not something we add to our churches. It is what makes us a church. These are irreducible minimums. We've got to worship together. We've got to have community together. And we must be on mission together because the church is meant to be salt and light. Matthew 5.13 talks about that. It says, you, church family, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Salt preserves and salt flavors. And the church is to restore the decay that is set into our world and to flavor it with the love of Jesus Christ. It goes on. At first, it tells us that we are salt, that we flavor and we preserve the community. Verse 14, it says now that you are the light of the world. And a city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket. Remember that old song, right? Hide it under a bushel. No. Wouldn't the bushel catch on fire anyway, right? But it says here, you don't light a candle and then try and hide the light. You don't turn a light on and then cover it with a sheet, right? No one uh, lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. And what does that mean for us? It means you let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and not glorify you, They'll see your good works and they'll glorify the Father who is in heaven. We're supposed to be salt and light. And this community that we have called the church is supposed to be a very visible light to the city that we're in. The church is meant to run into the darkest places in our community, bringing the light of the love of Jesus and pointing back towards the gospel, doing good works, not to make us look better, not to earn our salvation, but to point back toward what Jesus has done for us. See, light doesn't just stand there and shout at the darkness. Light shines. Light shows that it's different. It shows another way. Light doesn't get angry at the darkness. Light shines. And the presence of light is unmistakable. And even a little bit of light pushes back the darkness. And if a group of lights were to work together, they can banish darkness completely. 
Members of Clarksburg Baptist Church ought to be on the front lines in all the pain and all the brokenness that darkness brings. When we see the, the hard and the difficult and the uncomfortable places in our community, we ought to be there, shining the light, running towards the darkness. You can't necessarily light up the whole community by yourself, but you can take the light into the darkness, the light of Jesus, somewhere and make a difference. And even if you can't do it all by yourself, you can do something. Maybe it's being on mission to the people that you work with and the place that you are employed, serving those people and loving them like Jesus would. Maybe it's starting a Bible study with those people or asking them if you can pray with them. And that's the important part. It's not just being a good person so that they like you. That's not what we're talking about. It's pointing back to Jesus every time. And our, our good works and our, our good nature is not about how great we are, but we've got to point towards God. Maybe it's uh, you as a life group getting one mission a, a, a week, one project for you to do together a week or a month, excuse me. A week would be awesome as well. <laughs> And there's many places that we can serve in our communities, many awesome opportunities that you can jump into, organizations that can point you towards people that need help. Maybe it's you lighting up your, uh, your, your children's ball team, right, or your da their dance class, and being a light there and serving them unconditionally and pointing them back towards Jesus. Maybe it's a few people in our church getting together and finding some single moms that need help and just serve Jesus and be on mission. There is no lack of opportunity in our community of places to serve and people to help. And mission projects are a great tool and we do that kind of stuff. But living on mission with a group of people is better. When we serve people, we serve Jesus. Jesus told his followers this in Matthew, uh, the book that, uh, the biography that Matthew wrote about the life of Jesus in Matthew 25. Jesus says, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we, when did this happen? They say, okay, that's great. You said we do all these things. When did we ever do that? Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you? Or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Hungry, thirsty, Lonely, sick, in trouble people, people that need help are all around us. And our mission is to take the light to them. There should never be a time where we look around and say, well, I don't have anything to do. What should I do? If we're sincerely looking for how to serve Jesus and we're praying and asking God to bring people into our life that we can serve, there is no uh, lack of people that need help that need that light. They're, we're surrounded by people that are opportunities. And when we welcome the stranger and pass a drink out to the thirsty and we feed the hungry and clothe the underprivileged, whether those people are in Harrison County or in Haiti, that's the mission. 
And the church that Jesus died for is doing that mission together. And you're not doing the mission. You're not really involved in church. So what are you going to do? And it's not just about going and saying, hey, give me something to do. Pray that God would move on your heart and give you a burden about what you're supposed to do. Over this past year, uh, and I'm not giving this to pump myself up. I only know myself as a, an example for things. So if I knew all your stuff, I'd tell your stuff too. But uh, over this past year, God's given Tori and I many opportunities to jump into places and to serve people. We find out they needed disinfectant or toilet paper or something, you know, something silly. But God brings these opportunities for us to serve people. And when we serve people, we serve Jesus. It's the easiest way and the most effective way to make a difference because these are the people that know us. These are the people that we could have an opportunity to give the gospel or to encourage and to give a special word uh, from God's word. When we welcome the stranger and pass out drinks to the thirsty, we can do it in the name of Jesus and make a difference. If you're not doing mission, you've got to ask yourself, am I really part of the church? Find someone that needs help. Jump in and ask somebody to help you if it's something that's bigger than just you can handle. Look for a need. Form a team. Fill a need. Look for a need. Form a team. Fill a need. Because the church is not a place. It's a people living in community that worship together, live life together, and do mission together. And when the church is on mission like this, it will shine so bright and it will make an impact. Like a city that's set on a hill, it cannot be hid. Mission takes many forms. Sometimes it's uh, working towards faith, replacing unbelief, light overcoming darkness, helping uh, heal brokenness. Sometimes it's helping to bring justice, turning uh, places of death into places of light. Looking for a need, forming a team, filling a need. Mission is the heart of God in action. We have to have these three things, church. We have to do these three things together. The church, this is where it happens, right in that bullseye, where worship, mission, and community meet. We talked about worship. Worship is not just singing, it's sacrifice and surrender. And the true church is a group of people doing this together, valuing and treasuring God above all else. A group of people that is uh, sacrificially worshiping together, inwardly engaging our heart and outwardly involved in good works. A church has to have community. It's not just something that a, uh, it would be nice for a church to have. Community is an irreducible minimum of the church that Jesus gave his life up for. One of the deepest longings in us is to be known and yet still loved. And a church without community is not a church. It doesn't happen on accident. You've got to work towards it. Community has to, is going to take commitment on your part. Commitment on the part of small groups of people to push past the awkwardness and push past the differences and open yourself up, take steps, reach out, sit in living rooms together, at dinner tables together. Living life together. But it's more than just laughs and meals. It's suffering together. And it's having grace and mercy for each other's sin. And it's speaking up in love when someone is hurting themselves. 
Church is the place that we find our people, our tribe, the lifelong friends. We need each other, and you cannot settle for anything less. You can't just come and sit and never talk to anybody and say you're part of the church. And the last is mission. We've got to have worship, community, and mission. We must push forward the kingdom of God into the streets, salt preserving and light pushing back the darkness, finding a need, forming a team, filling a need, every place that there's brokenness and pain. The mission is to run to those places and love our neighbor, welcome the stranger, feed the hungry, ministering to the sick, loving the widow and the orphan. Mission is the heart of God in action. We don't need new programs or systems. We need people that are not satisfied with anything less than the church that Christ gave himself for. And it's me realizing that I am the church. I have to do these three things. Making a community of people who worship together and live their lives together and are on mission together. This church lives more in living rooms than sanctuaries. More on churches, uh, more on couches, excuse me, than pews. You can't stop this church. When the church is this way and we have these three things, we've got a community and we worship together and we serve together. You can't stop it because you can cancel a Sunday morning service, but you can't cancel church. Rome tried to do it. Rome tried to stamp out the church and, and persecute people and hang them on crosses and sacrifice it. They tried to. China's trying to do it now, but you cannot stamp out a church that has these three things. You can't beat it. The Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So you need to ask yourself, is the church somewhere I am going or is the church someone I am being? Is the church somewhere I am going? Or is the church someone I am being? Are you gathering together like it makes a difference? Are you growing together like never before? Are you giving like you won't run out? The church that Jesus gave himself for is where we find worship, community, and mission all together, and that bullseye that we're aiming for, where all those three things intersect. We can have more than these three things, but we cannot have less.